people's attention span is shorter, they're flicking along on their mobile phones, people don't have time, they're so deluged with information that you have to get that message over quickly and effectively and keep your reader on your website for as long as possible. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hello, welcome back. It's the second episode of the content creation series with Leslie Morrissey. Hello, welcome back, Leslie. Hi, Christine. It's good to be back. (laughs) If you guys have not listened to the first episode, I really recommend doing that because uh, we are going through an amazing acronym that Leslie has created. It is amazing. And uh, I'm her testimonial for that. It's stuff that we said uh, in the other episode, but I really uh, think it's it's a great acronym to work your way through um, if you want to create some content and why this is important. Um, and you also get to know her a bit better. So make sure you listen to it. However, this time we are talking about where copy uh, and the content that you are creating is actually used. So I hand over to you, Leslie. I know you have a long list to go through, um, but feel free to start. Hi, Christine. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, I, I have definitely got a long list because people don't always think about where all the different kinds of copy can be used. I mean, the first one I think most people start with when they're in business is we need a website. And we we need to have something on the website that represents our company. So copy for your website is really important. And and yes, you can write good English, um, but you're probably better to get somebody who does this for a living to do it. Um, Not it doesn't have to be me, although I'm always happy to help. But it does need to be somebody who understands how to sell. Um, through the words that are on the on the page without being too in your face. You have to basically be able to write really good headlines that catch people's attention, that engage with them. And then, and, and you know, if we just, I could probably do 20 minutes on websites because I, I, it is one of my soapboxes that I really get on my high horse about and go on and on about what people don't do and what people should do and so on. But every, every page needs a headline and the page name's not a headline. The page name is a, an indicator that you've pressed the right button. The headline is there to get people to want to learn more, to want to read more. And of course, today, people's attention span is shorter. They're flicking along on their mobile phones. People don't have time. They're so deluged with information that you have to get that message over quickly and effectively and keep your reader on your website for as long as possible until the point at which when you say, now do this, they go, yes, and hit that button or do whatever it is that that you want them to do. Um, So uh, that's another thing that's really important. Every page, you need a call to action. Every page, you need to tell people 
what to do and so make it easy for them to do it so if you say go here you need to put a link to there wherever here here is in in your your next step if you want them to phone you put the phone number in the text don't rely on them searching for it at the top of the page or on your contact page just make it make life easy because we're all pretty lazy but i could talk about that forever and I have got a long list. So what else can you use copy for? Blogs. Writing a blog article on your website, A, gives your website fresh content, and B, helps you to share your expertise. And if you haven't heard the first episode of this, maybe go back and find out why that's important, because that will influence people and it will build your reputation. So writing blogs, and, and People say, how long should a blog be? And there is no answer to that. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a chap called Seth Godin. Seth Godin has written a blog that was 70 words long, which is a very short paragraph. Um, but he's also written blogs that are well over a thousand words long. Basically, the rule of thumb is say what you have to say and then stop writing. <laughs> That's as simple as that. Um, but I it's love a it. great. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's really good. Um, but, but it's true. You know, there is no thing that says you have to write so much. But every time you publish a blog on your website, you're adding to the SEO for the website. So you're adding content that's relevant. So you do need to think when you're writing blogs, are you writing about the subjects that your website is about? You know, is it, it needs to be congruent. Um, then there's newsletters. Now, I, I've had some really horrible newsletters and boring newsletters over the years that I've got on various people's lists in some way, shape or form. And anything that says, oh, we're just moving to a new premises or we've just got a new member of staff or our teams. I just, you know, yawn. <laughs> That's sorry, I'm not interested. I say a newsletter should lead with value. And we will talk about how easy it is to do that and how you can cut down some time in another episode of, of this series. But think about a newsletter that has good value to impress the people that get it with. Wow, that's really good. And, you know, that's something that, that either informed me about something I didn't know or showed me how to do something that I need to do, that kind of thing. Then there's social media, at which point most people go, oh no, social media, I don't know where to start. There are so many different platforms. Well, the secret is, is to pick the ones that where, where your ideal client hangs out and, and focus on those and do those well, rather than try and do everything. I mean, there's just so many. If we go back into the archives, LinkedIn started in 20, 2003, then Facebook in 2005, Twitter in 2006, then, then there came Pinterest, Quora, there's um, um, YouTube, is, that's a social media channel, people don't always think of it like that, Snapchat, um, TikTok, oh, the list is endless, and my take on it is you know, do, do a few well rather than try and do everything and, and be a bit random about it. You sort of need a plan. But it's a great way to share your tips and your thoughts and your blog links and that kind of thing. And, you know, little bits of maybe really short videos on with a tip on or something like that. Depends on which platform you're on. 
Then um, I'm, we're going to move through this quite quickly because we're going to talk about the how in another episode. But I just want you to think about all the options that are open to you and which ones of these will work for you best. Now, the next one on my list is email campaigns. And, you know, there, there's, there's email campaigns and email campaigns. We've all had the buy this, buy this, buy this type of email campaign. But there are other ways of doing it. You aim that as a series of tips or as a short course or as a series of inf- bits of information around a particular subject that's re- relevant. Um, there's all kinds of ways of doing it. You could have an offer. I mean, if you've got a month where you've got a special offer, then do an email campaign to rem- leading up to it and through it and reminding people that, you know, this month you've got this percentage discount on all this stuff, or that there's a particular product that's only going to be available for this period of time, or a service that you're only offering for a particular period. Those are great things to do email campaigns because people forget, you know, they don't always see your social media, but to actually directly email people who've given you permission to do so, it's a great way of doing that. Also, that an email autoresponder campaign is part of a sales funnel. So if you've offered somebody a free download, say an information sheet or a checklist or a tips booklet or something that they can get digitally in return for their email address, then you need to keep them engaged with that. It's way of keeping your list warm is to send them another email after a few days saying, how are you getting on with so-and-so? Have you got to this point yet? Um, don't forget to read this bit. And, and then you're sort of gradually talking them through it. Most people, and you probably, like me, have done exactly this. You've downloaded something, meant to read it, and have put it in a file and forgotten about it because you've got busy. This is a way of keeping your content at the forefront of their consciousness so they don't forget you. Um, what else? Oh, podcasts. Now, people say, well, podcasts talking, it's not writing. Huh, yeah. How do you think you start? You need some kind of a plan to work through. And whilst I would never read a script on a podcast, um, I do need to have some kind of plan that I've plotted out to so that I don't just ramble off in all directions because I'm more than capable of doing that as Christine's had me on a couple of times. She knows that I can talk for England about all things copy and can go off at a tangent. Um, videos same with those they need a script they need a structure and certainly I use various softwares and you you write the script and then you put the script into slide form and then you illustrate each slide as you go along and and then the music behind it and the voiceover and everything so you have to have somewhere to to start from Um, there's a thing called a lead magnet which is what I was mentioning earlier something free for people they need to be written and they need to be written in a way that people don't just start reading them and go, God, this is boring. I need to, you know, they need something that goes, oh, this sounds good. I must read the next bit. Um, so then, then we have um, award entries. Um, if you're going to enter some awards and get some gongs on you, you need to be able to write a really good award entry. Um, basically, one of the first copywriting jobs as commercial copy I ever did 
was writing the award entries for the company who just engaged me because they said, oh, you can you can write. Um, we don't really need a full time writer, but come on, we, there is a job for you here. Do a bit of admin and you can write our stuff for us. And the company was Dubai Duty Free. And this was way back in the 1980s. And it was their very first award entry. And myself and the deputy general manager sat down one Friday, which was actually a day off out there. And we wrote down. Um, we wrote the award entries for two awards and submitted them. And they were also the first awards that had been done in duty free. And we won them both. And so we were really pleased with that. And <laughs> well done, it, it well is, done. Yeah, but, but I write for, for people and quite often the secret to writing a good award entry is to answer the question that was asked not the one that you would have liked them to ask. And the problem is, is when you're writing your own award entries, which most people have to do, because generally someone else won't do it for you. You have to, you're the one that knows it all. But the problem is, is, is you're quite capable of going, well, I want to talk about this. And so whatever the question is, off you go in, in the direction you want to go and you don't answer their question. You, you talk a lot about the company, you don't answer their question. So it's the secret of writing a good award is to answer the question. So when you've written it, go back and look at the question and go, does that answer the question? Because if it doesn't, you need to go back to the drawing board and have a go at it. Um, but it, it, you, know, it, you need to be able to write persuasive copy, even though it's not selling, it sort of is, because you're selling your organization's brilliance to the award committee and then there's things like pictures and presentations so if you're doing a you know a presentation to somebody or a sales pitch or you're pitching to a potential investor or something like that you need to have some kind of content that you've got lined up and and it's you know you more often than not, we'll have some PowerPoints that go with it. And my advice to you is remember PowerPoint is visual aid, not a verbal aid. So that the PowerPoint is not there for people to read your notes on screen. The PowerPoint is there to show images that enhance the message, but the message needs to come out of your mouth, not, not off the screen, because people are, are really bad at, at they'll read the screen and they if the screen's got a lot of text on it, they'll carry on reading the screen while you're talking and they won't listen to what you're saying. They'll just read the screen. And that isn't how you get successful presentations made. So, yeah, things like, you know, pie charts and bar graphs and things are really useful because it's really hard to explain those without some kind of visual help. But also just an image that represents what you're talking about is, you know, often useful to just focus the audience a little bit. So the, there's so many things there. Um, and I mean, even if you're if you go networking like Christine and I, that's how we met, as Christine said earlier, um, it, you get asked to do a 10 minute presentation or maybe a bit longer and you have to have some kind of script even if you're not going to learn it word for word like an actor learns their lines believe me professional speakers often do that and they learn their their speech and they can do an hour keynote presentation which is word for word they learn they don't use notes they possibly use powerpoint slides but not all of them do that but they learn it but they perform it like an actor so that it doesn't sound like somebody's learned a script 
word for word because that's really boring so you have to learn it with they often say there's like three layers there's the what you've got to say how you say it and where you say it from so in and and if you've got props involved that comes into the last bit as well and it all helps you to get your message across and it's all content all of this is content and i've I'm going to sort of stop at that because otherwise I think you are going to be going a bit brain dead. There's so much there to think about. <laughs> but we'll talk about the how in, in a couple, I think we've got two more episodes, yes. haven't we, Christine? Yes, and we talk about how to build a plan in the next one. And then on the fourth one, I think how to generate consistent content, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we can do that then. And, and it, it means that you know, taking away the how are you going to apply it? Now you know where you can use it. Now it's how do you create the stuff you need to put in those places? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, amazing. Um, there's so many things, like you said, to, to consider, to look through, um, but it's also good because it gives variety. And like you said, um, do a few things well instead of everything. And then once you've mastered something, you might want to add things. So uh, everyone who was listening, don't be afraid. You don't have to do all at once, especially on social media. Um, and you might not have to do them at all, uh, some of them, because maybe your client is not there. Um, and uh, also, and I, can teach you, I can teach you some sneaky tricks to do them quicker. But <laughs> I will do that. I'll do that in another episode. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, please, please do so. And I, I like that um, you also said uh, the, the essence of the writing is say what you want to say and then stop. <laughs> so simple, mm. but sometimes not so simple um, because people have that need to fill something with words, not just in writing, but a lot of times also um, when you network or something, you, you feel like, okay, yes, uh, okay. <laughs> We used, we used to have um, a TV program a long, long time ago in the UK called Never Mind the Quality, Feel the Width. And what oh. it meant was um, that there's a lot of it, so it's good. Mm. As opposed to being good quality, there's just lots of it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I think, you know, the, the, the importance is, is the quality is more important than the quantity. Yes. Yes. When, you, when it comes to writing, and in, in fact, it's important that it's shorter rather than longer. And writing shorter content is harder than writing longer content. Mm -hmm. I know. Um, I, I do sometimes a brand, branding exercise with people as well, where uh, I ask them to uh, summarize their brand in one word. <laughs> instead of a sentence or an elevator page or something um it's very difficult but even for me but it's, yes it's, yeah. it's very difficult um and 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 i mean if you said that to me i'd probably go rave but then i'd have to explain it and nobody would understand what it is but yeah um it's it is difficult but there's i think there's a, a mark twain said oh he wrote a letter to somebody and at the the very very long letter he wrote a ps sorry about the long letter i didn't have time to write a short one and, <laughs> and people oh, that doesn't make sense and and actually it does make sense does, because yeah. to write concisely takes time you have to go back and cut bits out and rewrite bits and you know condense things and take out the fluff that's not necessary and it it's it is all part of the writing process. Yeah, exactly. 
So everyone, I hope you got a lot out of this as much as I did. Uh, you might want to re-listen to it as well and take some notes uh, whilst you can to not miss out on all the bits here. Um, like we already mentioned in the next episode, we're going to talk about how to build a plan. And there's also a fourth one coming up after that, like you know, because our content creation series also going to be four episodes like all the other ones. Thank you so much, Leslie, for your time again. And I'm really looking forward to speaking to you soon again. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Christine. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.